Welcome to Intercultural Podcast. I'm Ibrahim. I'm Jenna. And we are broadcasting this episode in the great city of New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam? What? <laughs> it's just old term for New York, you know? First name of the New York. Was New Amsterdam? What? Yeah. You know the Dutch find this? I've never heard this before in my life. Okay, I'm well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just very confused. So our topic today is about the differences between cities and small towns, suburban environments. And later on, we're actually going to look at a Pew Research study on the perceived differences between people living in rural, suburban, and urban environments, which is going to be really interesting. Have you ever lived in a small town? Well, it's kind of difficult for me to answer that because I lived on the outskirts of a town, which I would say was like a very small pocket of like kind of a rural community, but it was not suburbs, just rural community. Well, I don't know how to like describe the area I grew up in. I mean, I, I grew up next to a field, mm -hmm. like sometimes corn, sometimes soybeans. Um, but there was like a very, very tiny little neighborhood and there was a, like a, a fire department and like a community building. And then it was next to a highway. All right. I guess I would define it as rural. But the thing is, we spent most of our time going into the town, that, which was nearby. So... Yeah. So I that's that's where I grew up, you know, till 18. Then I moved to another town, like actually lived in the town and then moved to Kansas City, then New York City. So that's my my living. <laughs> what about you? Well, I was born in Izmir. Compared to Istanbul, it's much smaller, but it was still a third biggest city in Turkey, so I moved down to even smaller city than Izmir to finish my college. Overall, it was a not bad experience at all. And then I came to New York after that. Okay. And coming to New York was a big change. Izmir is a big city, but it's, it's not. The population density of New York is pretty insane. It, I mean, compared to most cities, that makes a big difference. Because Manhattan's not really that big, actually. Yeah, it's not. But it feels big just because of the amount of people around. But I could see that, yeah. I've been to Izmir. Very nice city. How I like it. How long have you there? I can't remember now. I guess three days. That's about like enough to explore. There were parts of it that felt very um, urban, I guess. Like the shopping district, which was very modern. But then we also came across this market that had like, I guess they were doing construction, but it was just like a dirt road. There was like no pavement or anything and classic vendors. I mean, it looked like I was back in time. Like you, we started the day in more of the city center and then wound up in like this ancient marketplace <laughs> i don't know it was very interesting it was a dirt road you said yeah wow. dusty dirt road it's a multifaceted city 
and there are there's the ancient like Roman ruins. Right at the city center, yes. Exactly, which is so cool. And a lot of people go to the beach. So yeah, very like interesting city, I thought. But yeah, I think for most people coming to New York, living even in another city is kind of a big deal. Of course, if you're coming from Seoul or Hong Kong or something, you're going to not feel that shock of being around a lot of people. But there's no place like it in the U.S., I don't think. And a lot of countries, I don't think they have a city quite like New York. Yeah, I don't think so either. Of course, places that have like a more recent, strong economy, like places like China, they have developed more or like Dubai <laughs> too. They have more of the skyscraper and like the dense population going on. But New York was the first city that went vertical to accommodate more people instead of spreading out. Right. So it's still not that common, really, for most cities to be packed the way it is because most cities are older. So it's, it's, it can be a bit of a shock, I guess. But honestly, when I came to New York, I was expecting it to be more skyscrapers and like busier than it was. I think on TV you, or movies, you see Times Square a lot, you know, and that's kind of your idea in your head about New York is like this very busy uh high buildings you know which is i never go anymore (laughs) oh times square i would want to (laughs) go well i think most new yorkers say they hate times square i don't mind it actually if i'm in the right mood i would like to go there because you can just sit and watch people which i enjoy if i'm in a rush though i'm not gonna go So what was the difference for you when you came to New York? Well, I would say living standards. I never thought I I would have to share an apartment with multiple people in order to afford afford rent. Another big difference is traffic regulations. Traffic regulations in the U.S. are actually enforced, (laughs) unlike in Turkey. and And the cultural difference between the neighborhoods, how the city is spread out by their like income and what i was fascinated about was was the metro the subway system is it's pretty good it's good yeah most people don't like the new york subway system compared to other places so i'm curious like what you think is better and about new york than like your previous experience you don't need a car basically you can go anywhere you want with with a train so i think that's a big plus oh absolutely yeah also the the bus services Mm mm-hmm pretty good well i think that's a a notable difference between smaller towns and cities is there's usually more robust public transportation in cities and especially here in the u.s like outside of new york chicago you're pretty much uh not getting anywhere without a car i new york is so different in that way from the rest of the cities in the u.s like you can really you can go into neighboring states by a train. You can go to all neighborhoods of New York, all five boroughs, you know, by train pretty much. Well, I guess Staten Island, you need a boat, right? Uh-huh. But also there's a boat for free. So <laughs> it's uh, that's pretty amazing. I think that's a big benefit. 
a lot of people are trying to go back to more public transportation and pedestrian focused city planning as opposed to prioritizing cars because the way cars like take over yeah, city the life. Of cars. Especially this country was really designed its cities were designed for cars, for cars not yes. for pedestrians. It wasn't like that in the in the first place, you know, like in 17th or 18th centuries. Trolleys that horses were like pulling them. Like you had like railways inside a city. I didn't know like trolleys were pulled by horses at one point. Yeah, before. Before locomotion. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened was all the car companies bought the trolleys and then strip off the railways and then... <laughs> Since then, we started planning our cities by uh, the expansion of the car industry. is a huge impact. Bum deal. But what about um, community life? Because it tends to be that people who live in cities are less involved with local politics and have lower levels of civic engagement than people who live in smaller towns. I personally have become more interested in like local politics since moving to New York, but I don't think that has anything to do with the city itself. I think that's just getting old. I was never involved. So. Not in these days, maybe. Not anymore. Side note, I did see that uh, there's a candidate against Erdogan right now. <laughs> Finally, yes. We're all watching with bated breath. Everybody knows about Erdogan, even though when I go to, go to a deli, a bodega, when I, if they ask me like where I'm from and I say Turkey, they ask me who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I remember back in the 90s, nobody ever asked you who you're going to vote for. No nobody. one ever asked your political opinion. Nobody. Now everything's so aggressive and in your face. Most of the bodegas owned by... Middle Eastern people. Middle Eastern descendant people, so. Yeah, that's definitely true. So. They're more involved in politics over there. Uh-huh. I would say. But I mean, people are becoming more aware of Erdogan these days, generally. Erdogan has created an icon by his own lifestyle and some people adore him and then really envy him. And some people don't. <laughs> But uh, from my case, like most of the bodega owners or people who behind the counters, they love him. <laughs> they want to have someone like him in their own country as a president. Is that because of his more Islamic affiliations? Yes. And then also like they see him as, as a strong character. They see him as a, a dominant, strong leader. So that's Boo. a mentality. <laughs> I know. I know. I see immigrants in other cities but it's like i don't think about them the way i do in new york even though i would interact with immigrants when i lived in a smaller city like i just did not think about them regularly i was thinking back on that before like i knew people from other countries and like i didn't really think about it in the way that i do now maybe in some way the people living in the smaller towns and smaller cities like i think of them as more similar to me like american i mean than the people in the cities it's a much bigger leap for people to live in a in the middle of nowhere or live in a much smaller town in america than to live in new york they're having to assimilate on a much deeper level 
than they would just living here. Because living here, you're going to find a community of people from your country. Oh, seeing their identity more again. Well, it wasn't something that I actively thought about. I'm just looking back on this now. I guess being close to like a, a Turkish community, you know, like hearing people speak Turkish all the time and all these Turkish things around me. It's like I can't deny their nationality, you know, like I can't uh. put it out of my mind. It's impossible. Whereas, as I mentioned, someone living in a small city or a town in America from another country, like you're going to have to adapt much more deeply. Okay. Oh, I see. Well, even, in this, even in, if, you, if you live in a smaller city or like a suburb, people are t- still tend to move in places they can like find. Oh, well, absolutely. Area, right? So. Yeah. But still, that, that community is much smaller. Yeah. It's a bit different. It was a project. A project? Yeah. It's where a lot of low-income people are forced into these more densely packed areas out of necessity. A lot of projects are in decline. Also, gentrification continues to rise, and that's creating another set of problems for people who are in a lower income bracket. It's still going on in America anyway, and I'm sure many other places where the government is sort of, or local government, is picking and choosing where to push lower income people to their liking. I sort of identify suburbs more with like affluent people who are wanting more space for themselves than the city can provide. Suburbs in America, though, are kind of, I don't know, depressing half the time. (laughs) All the identical houses and then there's really nothing around. You know, if you go to a suburb in Europe, they're going to have several things in walking distance, you know, conveniences. And it's Mm -hmm. not really like that in a lot of American suburbs, Uh which is another thing like you need a vehicle. (laughs) Not for you. Well, I don't know, because the uh, more natural environment around, I think I have a longing for that at times. I went to Catskills once. Cute, small town. Pretty uh, nicely funded. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Small town, you know. (laughs) Beautiful place to spend some time hiking and seeing natural wonders around it. But after three days, I became really bored. (laughs) (laughs) That stillness hasn't suited me well. Compared to Izmir, which is I love Izmir, you know, I love like I felt always lucky to be born in that such a city like Izmir instead of Istanbul because I hated Istanbul my whole life. Can't relate. <laughs> I, I I've been there like ten or eleven times. I never saw myself uh, starting my life there, and I was always like making fun of my friends like who lives in Istanbul. I was saying like, oh, you live in such a dirty city, like such a, I was talking about Istanbul, not New York. I know. I just think it's funny. Like you're like, your city's so dirty. Now you're living in like one of the dirtiest cities in the world. Yeah. (laughs) If you go to Chicago, have you been to Chicago? No. Oh man. Getting off the train in Chicago. I'm like, this is the most beautiful, clean city in the world. It's so nice. Then you come back to New York and you like 
step on like some poop and cigarette butts everywhere. <laughs> like you're stepping in a puddle constantly with like dirty water. My fall from my past, you know. There's a saying in Turkish like you you can eat big but don't try don't try to talk big. You can eat big but don't try to talk big. Yeah. What is that saying? You know like how when you talk an absolute decision. Mhm. that conversation becomes kind of big like as an as an impact when you say something like oh, I'm not I'm not going to drink coffee from now. Okay, yeah. This is something big, a, a big decision. But what's I don't get what the eat part of it is. The eat part is it's easier to chew or swallow something instead of saying something really big, like deciding something. I feel like this is a very complex idiom. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm like really thinking about it. If I say if I say in Turkish, would you say it in Turkish? I want to know. Büyük lokma ye ama büyük laf konuşma. Konuşma. Okay, makes sense. Oh yeah, I did want to talk about how in rural communities everyone is like so involved in each other's lives kind of are very aware of people around. Like I used to every year go visit my grandparents who lived out in western Kansas and if you go any like inside a restaurant or a grocery store or something everyone stops talking. They look at you and stare at you with no, like not a mean face, just a neutral face. They look at you and stare at you for a while. Because you're new? Yeah, because they they've never seen you before. Oh. And then after a while, then they're kind of like, okay, but maybe someone might even ask, like if you're with someone from the town, they might even ask like, oh, who's this? You know, even come up to you. And that is like, I, the yeah, being stared at is really uncomfortable. I've never liked that, but... uh <laughs> Which is why I really like being in a densely populated city because I like disappearing, you know, outside. Okay. I love that sensation of just being a fish in the sea, okay. you know, that's very appealing to me. Yeah. So they all know each other and they all know like, oh, your your granddaughter just graduated high school. Like they know that they're all involved in each other's lives. And that is like so crazy different than the life I've ever lived. There's like benefits and drawbacks to that situation because on the one hand, you have this huge like community and like a support system too, if you need it. On the other hand, everyone knows your business. They know things that you might not want them to know. And the, the gossip train is like really strong, yeah. you know, but I feel a need to like have people in my community or neighborhood that I like know around me. That's important to me. Like, you know, people know their bodega guy. I don't know. I also like moving away because I like embracing a new version of myself. Yeah, again, I can't, I can't relate to that. I wouldn't want to live in the place I was born for the rest of my life, even my own neighborhood, you know? And I'm always like trying to run from other people's judgment. And maybe that's why it's so comforting to me to like move to a new place. Mm. I, th I think I feel more connected with people who knew me before. Eventually I moved out. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm here. Those people understand your foundation, you know, mm. like where you grew and you have feel like a strong connection to that. Yeah. 
But also the, the side note, none of them are like there anymore. Most of them are like either moved out or changed their jobs or like retired and then moved, moved somewhere else. Because mm. in Turkey is like you go somewhere, but you don't live there for the rest of your life mm. if you buy a house or anything. So if I go back to my old neighborhood, most of the things are not the same, not the same people. So I found this study that I thought was really interesting from Pew Research 2018. It's called What Unites and Divides Urban, Suburban, and Rural Communities. There were some surprises, not uh -huh. completely. So there was like various different areas they analyzed. First of all, population growth among all three types was going up, but it's increasing the most in suburban areas which i think makes sense who would you guess out of urban rural or suburban who is the most likely to move to a different area rural areas why do you think so if you're growing up watching tv of course you want to move to the bigger, bigger city affected by the glamorous <laughs> lifestyle so in the data Mostly it's urban people that want to get out of the city. Urban people want to get out of the city? Yeah. That's the result of the study. I mean, you could see this with like during the pandemic, everyone from New York moved to like Austin. <laughs> of course, there are plenty of people who want to move to cities, but... Yeah, because they didn't have to go to offices anymore. That's why. Mm, yeah. Well, I think people felt kind of the city became more oppressive. There wasn't the communal events there wasn't things to do you couldn't really enjoy going out in the city like being in the city the benefit over nature is like all these events all these like social gatherings all these things happening happening and during the pandemic that went away and everyone's like well why am i here i want to go somewhere where i can enjoy my surroundings but the people who stay in their area the longest are people in rural communities, which I think makes sense. Actually, uh, I was born in the rural, rural areas or? Well, it didn't say that necessarily, but mm. the longest residents overall were people in the rural areas. Which I think people in rural areas are less likely to move. Okay. Poverty growing most sharply in suburban areas, but it's growing throughout all areas. Across all community types, majorities say rural areas get less than their fair share of federal dollars, which I didn't look that up, but it kind of made sense to me. <laughs> About six in 10 rural residents say the values of urban dwellers don't align with theirs. 53% of urban residents say the same about the values of those in rural areas. Would you say that's the same in Turkey? Yeah, I would say the same about Turkey. People in the smaller, smaller areas in Turkey are like less busy and then probably care for each other more than people who live in a city. Your values changes when you move to a bigger city because things get hard. Yeah, to like work more in order to like afford your life. You're, you're getting busier or you get to like face new challenges, different challenges in the city that can definitely affect your point of view. You have to change your mindset. Yeah. I think as you become more self-centered when you move to a big city. 
I would not make that blanket statement. Um, <laughs> uh, opinions on the importance of ethnic diversity. So seven in ten urban dwellers care about ethnic diversity, and like half the number of people in rural areas care about ethnic diversity, which I thought it would be less actually, because I would say that rural areas are more uniform less diverse so they maybe wouldn't feel that concerned about it but not so okay all areas what is like a huge health concern regardless of whether you live in a city or in a small town what is a huge issue with health i I can't relate to that question I, i don't i thought you you would guess it because it's addiction addiction yeah drug addiction I mean, it makes sense. Whether you live in a small town or in the city, you may know someone who suffers from drug addiction or have noticed the opioid crisis affecting your community in some way. Like, yeah, it's just prevalent, like, across America. Yeah, that's it. That's a huge concern. Okay, here's a good one. About 4 in 10 U.S. adults live in or near the community where they grew up. 4 in 10. That's That's really high. Yeah, it's pretty high. But I'm not surprised, actually. I feel like most people do. Unless you grew up in a city and you, I don't know, city dwellers, it seems like they're more like adaptable in living spaces. It's maybe if you're comfortable where you grew up, why would you feel the urge? Of leaving. Yeah, you're right. Most people's desire to leave is to like better their circumstances in some way. If there are opportunities, educational work opportunities, if your family is around you, if your living conditions are stable, then it would have to be something more personal than to mm-hmm. motivate you to leave. Yeah. But for myself, I didn't grow up in a big city, but I've always wanted to like live in a big city. Uh. And I feel like actually moving away has helped me have a greater appreciation for my family. So I, it's a case by case thing, but yeah, I could s- definitely makes sense to me like why you would stay where you grew up. Okay. A majority of Americans, 59%. Say they feel some attachment to their local community, but only 16% say they feel very attached. 41% say they are not too or not at all attached to the community where they live. 41% is pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. Kind of sad. The bonds of community now are a little less strong than they used to be. Everyone is so disconnected. Hmm. I don't like the modern world that we're living in. (laughs) Here we go. Some information about neighbors. Rural residents are more likely than those in cities or suburbs to say they know all or most of their neighbors, but they are not more likely to interact with them. Interesting, huh? Isn't that the other way? Isn't that supposed to be on the the other way? (laughs) I mean, you would think that... Nothing, right? Would it make me feel better to know more people if I'm, like, never interacting with them? I guess, yeah, but I don't know. About half of adults who know at least some of their neighbors in urban, 
suburban and rural communities say they have face-to-face -face conversations with a neighbor at least once a week. Other forms of communication, such as exchanging emails or text messages or talking on the phone with neighbors, are less common. About one in five or fewer in urban, rural, and suburban areas say this happens at least once a week, which no surprise there. But I did think it was interesting. They're all like hovering around 50% with the face-to-face -face conversation with your neighbor every week. I guess like it's just a broader cultural thing, part of the disconnection, not like specific to the type of neighborhood you're living in. Yeah. Pretty crazy. What about trust your neighbors? <laughs> Americans are generally trusting of their neighbors, but those in suburban and rural areas are more so. About 6 in 10 of those in suburbs and in rural communities say they have a neighbor they would trust with a set of keys to their home, compared with about 48% in urban areas. That's not like a huge margin. Yeah. But... This, is, this seems like accurate. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's... It's harder to find someone you would trust with your keys to your house now. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or you have to get to know them for like a long time. I guess it's a neighbor. They said specifically a neighbor. If you have really nice neighbors that are chill and like they're not like looking at your house like, oh, look at all the stuff they have. <laughs> <laughs> then you're probably going to trust them because like, what are you going to do the next the next day if you stole something out of your neighbor's house, right? You're going to be like, pretend you don't see them. <laughs> so the final information off the poll, there is little variation among those living in different types of communities reporting they have social support, feel optimistic about their lives or feel lonely. And the idea that life in the city feels more hectic than life in the country is not borne out by the data. Only about 1 in 10 urban, suburban, and rural residents say they always or almost always feel they are too busy to enjoy their lives. I find that interesting. People don't feel as busy as you would expect, I guess. <laughs> well, not feel busy, but feel too busy. And they all feel similarly supported by their social network. It's all the same pretty much across the board. Because I always hear people say like that you feel more lonely like in New York than mm. a lot of other places. Isn't that strange? <laughs> With more people. It is until you think about it. There may be more people around you, but you're not having deeper connections, probably. So what did you think? Did you have any surprises from this study? Yeah, obviously the, the neighbor thing. The interaction with the neighbors. Yeah. That was pretty surprising to me too. But like, 80s to 90s it was like this huge scare panic going around like you can't trust people on your street or there are serial killers hiding anywhere you're not safe anywhere i think like that cultural shift of fear the outside world and strangers i think that changed a lot of things for people and also generally social isolation now as a result of modernity basically that's affected everyone i think living in a rural community it bears out with the data you're gonna feel just as good living in a rural community as a city community but i think it's a community is like the key point there like if you're just living on a plot of land in the middle of nowhere which a lot of people do actually in america 
that's not going to be good for you as opposed to like having a rural community, having people you see all the time and like knowing people around you is going to be really nice for your social well-being. <laughs> Do you feel like you're ever going to leave New York? At some point, yes. Would you, given the opportunity to like live in another city in America, would you be interested in that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Probably move back here again. To New York, you mean? Yeah. Even after living in a different city. No, I just... Feels like home a little bit, maybe. Yeah, a little bit feels like home. I know here. There is comfort and familiarity. <laughs> yeah. When I go back to my college town, which I really love, or to where my parents live, I enjoy my time there. Like, I don't feel bored. But at the same time, I'm like, I could never move back here. Yeah, I would definitely say the same about my college town, too. <laughs> and you know already that I love not driving. Being able to walk to stores and stuff. If you try to walk places outside of New York, People look at you really funny. <laughs> I can agree with that. I see this on Instagram all the time. People saying when New Yorkers are visiting other cities and they try to walk somewhere because it's like a, a 10 minute walk or something. And then they're walking next to a freeway. <laughs> it's so weird because there's like no sidewalks or anything, you know? Yeah. But anyway, summarizing city and small town life, it, it all depends on the person. As with anything, I just enjoy living in a big city. So I'm happy to be here, but... It is costly. <laughs> I guess it's worth it. I don't know. If it wasn't worth it, then like, why are we here? <laughs> and go wrong with that. It is strange though. As I get older, I felt like more comfortable living in a big city. Which is <laughs> a little bit weird for my case. When you get older, you want to like move out live more like a calmer life you know well we're not old enough for that yet though i'm not gonna be living in new york city like in the city when i'm old i mean i guess if i stay like active and healthy then it won't be a problem but mm -hmm. you don't see as many elderly or like retired age people yeah exactly because it's a it's a little more difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially commuting and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, New York time has an expiration date almost, but then you just see people move to the outskirts and then they still have, like, access into the city. They just, like, need something that's gonna be able to support them as they become less mobile. All right, well, we will be back next week. But in the meantime, you can find us at interculturepod or interculturepodcast.com. And thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.